0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Playful Escape podcast, the podcast where two sisters talk about the most deep questions at the end of the episode. My name is Kimberly.
1: My name is Cindy.
0: And we are your hosts. Cindy does not know what intro I used at the beginning of the episode. I just come up with it on the fly. And I was watching her facial reactions as I was saying it. And I was like, yes, I knew that that would get a reaction out of her.
1: Yeah, it was a good point because I feel like that happens a lot in our podcasts where towards the end I was like, wait, but this is some good juicy stuff. We always
0: forget to continue it though. But this time I listened to the last 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of our episode and I had to keep an ear out for the questions that Cindy brings at me at the very end and I'm like, wait, we got to our time limit and we got to wrap this up and usually what happens is I don't make notes, at least not all the time, about some of the questions. And this time I'm like, no, you brought up some very deep questions that we can definitely talk about. So I went and I wrote down three of the main questions and I sent them to Cindy because she was the one who asked them during the episode. Yeah. Do you want me to pull those up so I can ask you Let me do a wrap up, not a wrap up. Recap from the previous episode. I asked Cindy questions about her past relationships, the short terms, long terms, whatever she thought was a relationship or not, and what she learned from them. And we just went really deep into that. Towards the end of the episode, she was asking me questions since I have been single. She's been asking me like what I learned about my relationships, things like that. I don't want to ask all of the questions because then that defeats the purpose of the podcast. What do you mean ask all the questions? I think you asked me three questions that were very deep. And I feel like those are questions that can take up the entire episode.
1: I see what you're saying. So you think that we should focus on one question or do you think we should address them
0: but not fully in depth? I think we can address all of them. I just didn't want to say, here are all the questions that Cindy asked in the last episode. Okay, so
1: the first question is, how do you make a relationship last?
0: Oh, okay. So that was actually your question directly to me, though. Yes, but in regards to what, do you recall? It was in regards to the relationship that lasted about six years, and you had a asked like how did you make it last that long if you knew that they didn't deserve you or if you knew that it wasn't gonna work right Mm -hmm. for me you kind of sprung that question onto me because i had to really think about my relationship i had to really think a little bit more about everything that was going on and for the most part i was gonna say we made it last in a sense that i didn't have anything else to compare it to i just thought that's how a relationship worked the relationship that we had And the communication and everything that was going on. I didn't know. I didn't date in high school. Uh, I know that there were people who dated. I didn't have friends really near there during that whole relationship. All I had was just my family. And it's like college. So like everyone's trying to figure out themselves, that kind of stuff. So for me, it was harder for me to know if my relationship was a normal relationship. And sometimes, you know, just by feeling exhausted by the relationship or things related to that. But dealing with school and everything that I was going through, it made it harder for me to separate life, school and my relationship into different categories to know where I felt more (laughs) exhausted from it. For us, we made it last by making time for each other with each other but the more that I think about it we didn't have those deep intimate conversations that we should have or if we did it was usually rooted from a different situation like say we would have an argument or a disagreement of some sort and then from there it would get heated pretty badly it wasn't the best relationship I will say that but every relationship has its moments and you don't realize how good or bad it was until you leave it. Yeah,
1: I will agree that that is a good point. Sometimes you don't realize you're in a certain situation or you can realize it while you're in the relationship, but you may not want to do anything about it. Sometimes it's difficult. So like I've talked to my mom about Kim's relationship because that's what like my mom and I do sometimes. And sometimes Kim doesn't like talking about it She gets too defensive over people that she thinks that are very important to her. And at the time that we would speak about these people, they still meant a lot to her. So she wouldn't be willing to listen to us if we said anything. And my mom always has this thought that for whatever reason, that's why I asked you if you felt like they deserved you. Because sometimes we feel like you keep yourself there because you think oh, I deserve this or I can't get any better, which is why kind of I asked you that question.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: But I do understand your explanation. It's kind of like I didn't know any better. That's reasonable. But I'm hoping that from that, you know now what matters. And now you know better so you can
0: strive for better, do better. I will say that the first relationship that I got into, I didn't know what I was doing at all. For anything. I didn't know how to date. Like I can talk to guys. I had friends that were guys. But beyond that, I didn't know anything about it. So everything was brand new. If I had dated younger, then it would have been probably easier for me to kind of know what I like or what I didn't like. But even then, I'm just one of those people that it's kind of gullible, I guess you can say. And it's how you described me a
1: while ago. Yeah, you can be gullible. I feel like you're, sometimes I feel like you're a piece of Play-Doh. You're easily molded by other people and you tend to, in a way, mirror those people. So you pick up their personalities and their traits, which isn't entirely bad because I used to do the same thing and Simon and I still do the same thing with our cousin. When our cousin used to hang out with me and Simon a lot, or Simon and I, we would pick up each other's traits or like funny slangs or sayings. And in that essence, it's not so much like, oh, we're marrying each other. It's like we have this inside joke together, but we just drag it out and it just becomes a part of who we are that we always used to joke. I think Simon started it when he would like get up off of a sofa. He'd just go <sighs> like he was straining. And then my cousin and I would do it because we were kind of, in a way, teasing him. But it became a default thing that whenever we would get up, we would do it all the time now. So it wasn't so much like, oh, I picked up this bad trait. It's just like, it's not a bad trait. It's just funny how it happened. So I would say, like, you can pick up these traits. And like I said, it's not a bad thing. It can be a good thing. But if... And these people aren't deserving of you, or these traits aren't admirable, if you will, then it doesn't look good. You know, it doesn't look good on you, or it doesn't look good of them to pass that on to you. Not intentionally, obviously, because that's of your own will. You just pick it up, especially when you're spending so much time with
0: a person. How could you, like, not pick up those things? So, I guess it just depends on the timing that I entered the relationship, and... Again, one's mental state of mind as well. Sometimes you hear certain things multiple times that you just start believing everything. And in that kind of case, you made it feel for me, I thought that I deserved that relationship. I thought that I, like, that person deserved me, or I don't know. It was weird. It was, you complicated. felt like that
1: relationship suited you. Yes. Okay. I mean, I don't know the like, depth of your relationship i mean we never really talk about it i feel like i talk about my relationship a lot more openly than you did you ever did Mm -hmm. i mean i knew if you guys had problems because your whole demeanor would change you were just like really moody or just not as happy it's like it's very visible and i'm sure i'm the same way because i often find that if i'm not like the happiest person in the world like, our parents are like, are you okay? What's wrong with you? Are you okay? And they assume automatically. It's like, are you and Simon okay? And I was like, yes, I'm fine. It's like, oh, maybe I'm just hangry a bit. You know what I mean? And then after yeah. a while, it's like, okay, it passes. It's like, oh, okay, she's good. It's like, but if I ate and I'm still in that mood, it's like, okay, something's something's a little fishy here. So you were, like, the same way. It was noticeable when you weren't happy or when you were bothered or when you were disturbed. But, you know, sometimes... People are so focused on themselves that they don't realize like, oh, people can see that I'm not happy or you've been so unhappy for such a long time. It just looks normal, <laughs> which which is sad, but it's just that that's how it can be.
0: Yeah. So that was for the first relationship. And then for the second relationship, it was different. I didn't feel uneased. I didn't feel, I don't know. It was different in a sense that I, don't, I I guess it was just like dating. I don't know if it was actually a relationship. It's just like going out on fun dates and it didn't feel like a relationship and I enjoyed it, but I think I could have gotten more out of it in that sense.
1: I will say that I feel like that's something some people may not address that they could just be dating, but you could consider it like a relationship because, well, like for you, for example, you were with one person for six, five years. I don't know exactly how much it was again, but because of that, you automatically think, oh, somebody asks me out, we're dating. You know, it's kind of hard because some people is like, no, let's just hang out, see where things go. If things work out, okay maybe they will ask hey do you want to be exclusive do you want to be my girlfriend or is it more like oh I'm not really feeling or vibing with this let's like not do that which when I think about it is one of like the complications of relationships it's kind of hard to like gauge that but I will say like My relationship, my current relationship, we didn't really date very much, but we spoke to each other for a long time before he finally asked me out on a date. And then after he asked me out on a date, he did ask me to be his girlfriend. So we had already known for a good while that we liked each other. The date kind of was like, okay, no. Like we really like each other, like com- confirming on both sides. And then finally, when he did ask me to be his girlfriend, it was like, OK, this is official. So I think in my relationship, my current relationship, that made sense because I there was no like, oh, are we exclusive? Oh, are we this? Are we that? And I, that would have just been like really weird.
0: For me, it was a little bit different and reversed so for the first relationship the person thought right after the first date we were already exclusive even though I was giving him a chance and then the second guy did it a little bit more proper in that sense asked me out on a couple days we went out for a little bit like a week or two kind of figured out if we were gonna vibe together kind of stuff and then he asked me okay do you want to be my girlfriend I thought that this was the way that it should actually be. And then we kept going out and everything. So we were like in a relationship, but it wasn't like... It never really felt like
1: it. Yeah. Okay. So you still felt like you were dating. That's interesting.
0: It's so awkward. And I'm like, now I'm an adult. Meeting people is a little bit harder in a pandemic. And before that, it was still a little bit harder because you meet people with the people you work with, go to school with. Or surround yourself with. And if you know those people and you know that you're not going to date any of those people, how do you meet people when you don't go out? Yeah. But I will say to, like,
1: the podcast, we are taking, like, this whole COVID-19 more seriously than most people, I feel like. Because a lot of people, they're still going out on, like, vacations or going on, like, visiting other people. And, I mean, the only person I visit is Simon and his family. That's it. We talked about how we visited our family in the past, but ever since, like, we haven't really. Especially not since it's been winter, since it's, like, warm. Like, it's, like, we can't go outside to host something outside because now it's cold.
0: Yeah, most of the outings that we've had with family is somewhat socially distant. Mm -hmm. And it's all completely outdoors. Mm-hmm. A majority of people would go out, but not be wearing their masks when they weren't eating. And us, we would take a bite of food and literally put our masks back on. So that way yeah. we don't spit or anything. Cause sometimes it happens. You're eating and, and you're just developing some saliva. And (laughs) saliva. I was developing some saliva. (laughs) And sometimes you'll like, you know, uh, you will accidentally spit or like a a piece of your saliva would just jump out. So we're one of those like super cautious just because we live at home, we live together and we have people at risk that we care more about.
1: Yeah, so the funny thing is, so I I, this is a little bit like of a tangent talking about the pandemic and everything. But like, it was just to explain that, you know, there are people that are going out. And I feel like, yes, we could go out. But to be honest, the only times I ever really go out is to go to the grocery store or get food, see Simon, and that's it. You know, I don't I don't travel past like 10, 15 miles from my house, really. And like a lot of people there, like I said, um, we've seen that people have been traveling and doing stuff like that, which is fine if you're being safe. But it's still ill advised, if you will. But yeah, so my point being that Kim is one of the only people that actually does not leave the house. She goes to like the stores, but that's it. Like, it, it's usually when everyone else is lazy and they're like, oh, no, just go buy us a soda. There's no soda here in the house. Just go get it like right here. And that's when she's like, OK, I'll go. But other than that, she doesn't go anywhere. Like our mom usually does the grocery shopping, so she doesn't have to go grocery shopping unless she's making her own things. And she needs like she wants cookies. She got to buy the ingredients for the cookies if we don't have it.
0: Anytime I leave the house at all, it's at max a twenty minute run. Yeah. Drive five minutes to the store, spend maybe ten minutes looking to the store, finding the thing, because I mentally already know where things that I need are in Target, for example. So it's easier for me to go run, grab the item, go to self checkout, and leave. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause like the only times I know that you like have
1: to go to a Target, for example, is when you need products so it's like oh i need deodorant shampoo like i know exactly where they are because i always have to get them like say once a month or something it's like oh i need soap uh i need um i don't know sunflower seeds because i want some or like you know what i mean like anything you want i need setting spray for my makeup it's like i know exactly where everything is it's
0: just that's what you're used to and the most lazy version of Kim orders everything on the Target app for drive up pickup. So I don't even have to leave the car. <laughs> yeah, you know that's a good point, though. And that's like an option now. Yeah. So meeting people when you don't leave the house at all is really, really hard. Before the pandemic, it was hard because I'm a homebody. I don't like leaving my house at all. Like I would leave the house just to get out of the house and get away from everybody. But now I can't do that. <laughs> Even then,
1: you've you've probably realized that we're all really cool. So why would you want to leave? Uh, No, I mean, like, look, I just stay in the house and food comes to me.
0: Why do I need to go anywhere? You're lucky you have a loving sister who cares about you and will get you food when she's running an errand. And you're lucky you have a brother who will call and ask, did you eat? Okay, I'm going to get this. Do you want anything? Okay, I'll be home soon.
1: Yeah, and I I really don't mind going to like pick up food either all that much because our brother, he asks us as well. Like, hey, I'm going to buy pizza, but we have to go pick it up because I don't want to pay for the delivery fee. It's like, will you go with me? I feel like I don't mind going with Johnny because I, I never really get to talk to him all that much. With you, I talk to you all the time. So like driving with you, I'm just kind of like, eh, do I really have to. Like I see you all the time. We're gonna be talking while we're eating. It's like it's it's fine. I'll just be here for like five ten minutes. I'll see you and then. So mean letting me make do things all on my own.
0: I just want some company.
1: But the times that I don't really want to go with you is when you have like a grocery list of things that you, or places you have to go to, and I'm just like eh, I I don't really want to go to Target and then to go
0: here and then to go here and then to go here. I was like, I kind of just wanted food. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think that's another reason why I don't leave the house either because I will let this list get longer and longer until I absolutely need to and then I'll just get everything in one go. So it's
1: usually like, oh, Target, the post office, and then food. It's like, oh, uh, the post office, Target... um, let's say, a grocery store, and then food. So it's just
0: like, oh my god, it's so much stuff. Yeah, so that's what I end up doing. But again, now it's even harder to meet people unless you go online, and even then, you cannot trust anybody. And and the funny thing is, our parents
1: always used to be those type of people that would say, don't talk to strangers, and they still very much believe in that. They know about the podcast. We're not talking to strangers. You guys are family, <laughs> but it's different. But when you're like talking or meeting through people, meeting people online, I don't know. I guess our parents are a little old-fashioned, and I mean, I am too. I don't think I would ever go to online dating. Worst case scenario, I feel like I just stick to what I know, and I, I don't know. I feel like it's really difficult. Well, I will say that first of all, it's always difficult to communicate to people like via phone call or text message because if I send a text message being a hundred percent sarcastic to somebody who does not know that I could be a hundred percent sarcastic and sound super serious at the same time, I could have issues. Occasionally like I could write a text message that sounds like I'm upset. When I'm just like, hey, FYI, I didn't like that. I was like, it's it didn't make me upset in any way, shape or form. I don't want you to say that again because next time it could make me upset when I just told you that I didn't like it. So like if people like read my messages and they don't see that like on my expression or I'm just like, oh, I didn't really like that. Could you like not say it like kind of like shruggingly? But people read it and it's like, I didn't really like that. Don't say that to me again. You know, it's like, OK. There's different tones in your voice. There's different expressions.
0: Yeah. So that's why I was going to say, on top of my complaint about not being able to meet people, the flirting part <laughs> that happens at the beginning of the relationship yeah. can often be misread. How? Because <laughs> like, you can try to flirt with someone via text, but like... You, you just
1: insert them- a winky face at the end of it. Every- <laughs>
0: at the end of every line (laughs) but then even that can be misunderstood in a sense that people think it's gonna be like oh hey do you want to hook up or hey do you want to go out on a date like you know there's those two different connotations with the winky face Hmm.
1: yeah I think it really helps if you know the
0: people beforehand like in person which is unfortunate yeah no Life is hard. Relationships are hard and love is even harder. I just want to die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like let's let's try to segue into another question then. We talked about a little bit last time what you have gained from previous relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to like elaborate? Actually, I'd kind of prefer to ask this other question cuz you were asking me about my previous past relationships. Okay. Maybe let's go into yours and things you, I don't want to say you didn't like from your relationships, but I feel like I only ever saw our side. Uh huh. And I know you've been very vocal about things that we would do or say about your relationships that you didn't like. So do you want to maybe, I don't know if you want to talk about your relationships or if you just want to say, oh, you know, these people had these attributes and. Family members didn't, like, said things.
0: Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I guess I can say long story short. (laughs) Okay. So I had two relationships. One relationship, the family barely met. It was still new, so they only knew one thing, maybe two things from two outings, and that's it. So they didn't get to know them, if anything. I I think I had the most fun with that relationship, but I will say that relationship felt one-sided. In the sense of communication, in the sense of trying to develop a better understanding of each other and overall.
1: Can I say something? So, this feels like um, a pen pal that -hmm. you have where you ask questions and they just answer, but they ask no questions back. Yes, exactly. The conversation's just one sided.
0: Yes, exactly. So, sometimes. So,
1: our podcast
0: occasionally. Yes, (laughs) where I'm just talking. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so actually I do have a pen pal or had a pen pal where I would just ask a bunch of questions to try to get to know this person and they would answer them. But either they would answer them very shortly and not go into detail with them or just say, skip, ignore the question or would do something else. So along the lines of that. So that's what I mean that in this relationship, it was one sided, but it did have its moments. This relationship had a thing where dreaming big was the main focus, like dream big for your relationship, dream big for a dream house, a job, like had so many aspirations and it was uplifting and it was like inspirational in that sense and it just made me have a different outlook in life but this relationship had a thing where they were very biased so if you did a thing that they wouldn't agree with it would be like radio silence and i'm a very emotional and passionate person and i want to receive that in return the emotion or the passion of some sense. And when I didn't get that, it's not fun. So I guess that's how that relationship ended up going. And ultimately, again, that relationship ended. But I, I I, don't hate it. I just know what to expect for a future relationship. Like I want things to be a two-way street. I don't want anything to be one-sided. I want to try to have a conversation. And sometimes we we'll ask the questions... But you want to ask the questions so that way you can also have a chance to A, learn about them, and B, talk about yourself in that same way.
1: Uh, so you're you're addressing like that thing that I said like in previous podcasts where when I talk to family, I always start by asking about them to get mm-hmm. them engaged in conversation. And maybe if they're interested, then they'll ask about me.
0: Mm. Yes. Yes. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the other relationship had that it had that two-way street um, communication it had also like big dreams but these dreams were like the ones that were the hardest to read but they had a lot of passion they had a lot of dedication and they had the inspiration but they didn't have the motivation And for me, in that relationship, I kind of became the motivation. I kind of gave the push or I talked to them to give them the push in that sense, which can be draining sometimes to be the motivation for someone else. And while that relationship wasn't the best, those were the qualities that I had that when I felt low, they kind of uplifted me. In a sense, like, hey, you got to think bigger. It's just the speed bump. It's just this. So it kind of helped. It gave me motivation, too. We were complete opposites, but we were also opposites to the opposites. (laughs) Where when I had a really low, low, they would be my ups. And I would be their ups when they had their really low lows. So it it created a balance in some sense. And when we were both in our ups, we had a really good time because then we both appreciated everything.
1: Yeah, it's just relationships are hard. People are different. I don't know. Everybody's unique, you know, like fingerprints, DNA. It's just hard. And then trying to find somebody that compliments you. Like, I don't mean compliments, like, oh, wow, you look very beautiful today. No, I mean like
0: complimentary, like goes well with. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's the thing that ultimately didn't work out for the relationship for both of them. Uh, one was too in their head and trying too hard to pursue their dreams which is good, but ultimately I felt like I had been pushed aside. Mm-hmm. And in the in the other one they I feel like le- you probably still felt pushed aside because it was one-sided. I was pushed aside and I kind of knew that I was pushed aside from the beginning. But I felt like I was pushed aside when things started working in their favor.
1: Mm, okay, so they only kept you around while they weren't their best.
0: Yeah. That's so unfortunate. one thing that I will say or take away from this that I want to apply for a future relationship is I don't want a fixer-upper. I mean, I get that. But
1: nobody's perfect.
0: I I was going to follow up. I don't want to fix her upper in a sense, like maybe career-wise or emotionally. Both of the people that I've dated were not in a place where they could take care of themselves.
1: Right. You want somebody grounded? Is that something you really want, though? Yes. I feel like that can be, I don't know, I feel like... When I think of somebody grounded, it's like I, I think of a certain type of people. But I will say
0: there are different types of people and there are different ways to be grounded. So at least a person who's grounded in their mindset, in their career, their passions, whatever it is, they have to be grounded. Because both of the previous relationships had a sense of instability. and. I'm a Taurus. I think we mentioned that in the podcast somewhere. I'm a Taurus. I'm very level and very headstrong and stubborn, but kind of grounded at least in what I want to do. And when anything is unstable, I try to deal with it, but it's harder for me to deal with it. Okay. Okay. I feel like we're this
1: uh episode is bringing together a lot of previous podcasts. Yeah. Where we like mention stuff, so I I do feel like we have touched on like how to make a relationship last a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. finding out you know complimentary people, and also realizing what didn't work out from previous relationships. You also mentioned how or the things that you have gained, like what you want to look for in the future. Which is also the one of the other questions, which is, what do you want to apply to other relationships? I feel like you did answer that. And then, do you think we can answer this one? How can relationships become meaningful over time?
0: I think that relationships can become meaningful over time by experiences. So, in one of the relationships, there were more experiences. Then there were intimate moments, which is fine, but it was an overwhelming amount of experiences that it kind of made it harder to maintain that intimacy. And by intimacy, I don't mean anything physical, but like, you know, those deep moments that you kind of want to have with a significant other eventually, whether it's career, whether it is... Just anything philosophical. Sometimes I think what you're trying to say is you never developed like a deep
1: connection. Essentially, yes. I feel I feel like you were like I'm trying to say intimacy, like not not what it sounds like, but you know, like intimate relationship wise, which is like a deep connection. You guys never got to that point because you never got to talk. You never got to like, know each other better, if you will, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a little bit harder for you to develop that deep connection with someone when you're flooded by experiences. So, in order for you to make a relationship meaningful is to have a balance between experiences and like deep connection bonding moments.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm going to ask this one last question because I feel like I feel like I've heard people ask this before and it's, it's a good question and it, it it may require a bit of thinking. What do you think is a perfect first
0: date? Not a perfect date, but first date. <laughs> oh, I love this question. I thought it was going to be, I honestly thought it was going to be like a different kind of question. Like what? So, <laughs> Wait, what kind of question did you think it was? I, I, no, I was going to like, what do you think is a perfect like, co- relationship? And I was like, there's oh. no such thing as a perfect relationship. No, everybody's
1: like, relationship is different.
0: I have thought about this question multiple times oh, okay, to the point okay. that I wanted to have a podcast about. Dedicated just to it?
1: Oh, wow. Dedicated
0: to this. But I would argue okay. that a, a perfect first date for me. Okay, I was going to ask. Uh, Even though I am a homebody, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like thrill. Okay. Do you love- I like fun. I don't like scary movies. Okay, okay. I don't like scary movies, but I do like thrill. So Mm -hmm. I would argue that a really crazy, adrenaline pumping kind of date would be a perfect first date because you have a shared experience that you guys can talk about together. So I would say on the cheap route, cheap in quotation marks, maybe a theme park. Where you can go to the theme park, ride a bunch of rides, that kind of stuff. Eat like trashy food, not the best food, but then you have, again, that balance between like intimate, deep conversations, waiting in line with people, trying to figure out more about them as your adrenaline's pumping to get on a ride, and then talking about, oh my gosh, that ride was amazing. Like, let's go again, that kind of stuff.
1: Can I interject and like make this a, a nightmare uh, a nightmare date? Okay. So what happens if this person is a complete lunatic? Let's just say, and you just are waiting in line very uncomfortably because this person is just making situations really awkward. Let's say they're asking you things that you don't want to talk about, or. They're just making people around you uncomfortable because of what they're talking about, or let's just say that they're just a little bit moody because of they having having to wait in line. It's like that tells you a whole thing about their personality. And then imagine having to go through the ride together because I mean you went to the theme park to ride rides, and now you're just like
0: not in the best of moods. I will do two things. I find it funny how you bring this up because I, I had a double date with someone who was kind of moody and impatient about waiting in lines. Okay, I wasn't on this on the date with that person, but I felt bad for the person who was there, and not bad, but you know, sometimes it helps to take a group of, like, not go just you and this person. Maybe have someone who loves. You know, like, a backup plan. Prepare for a backup plan. Bring, like, another set of couples or a set of a couple. Okay, what is this other couple going to do, though? They're going to do their own thing until I send them the 911 help thing and I don't know. But, okay, so assuming that I'm on this nightmare date by myself with this one person. Okay, I would either get in line for another ride and completely ditch them. I would not want to be awkwardly in a car with this date for a first date if I'm not comfortable with them. I'd rather pay for my own parking, drive myself there. I don't care. I will do that for myself. First date, that's fine. But I would get away and just enjoy the theme park by myself. That's
1: fine. Okay. So, if it's not a theme park, do you know what else you would do? Where else you would go? Probably. Because you live Golden. in an area where that's easily accessible, but yes. can you imagine having lived anywhere
0: else? What would you do? Again, I just, I think I just need a little bit more context of other places. Because, yes, we live in an area where a theme park is literally in our backyard, not literally, but figuratively. In our backyard. Two yeah. theme parks
1: are in Th- our There backyard. are multiple theme parks. In there. Well not theme parks. But like amusement parks if you will. Mm-hmm. Within reach. It's like not the whole day. We'll go into it. But you know a good amount of the day. And I mean something or somewhere. You would stay for extended amount of hours. As well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a big deal. Especially since it's probably only once in a while. Mm-hmm. But. Like, have you thought of, like, okay, well, I'm a book nerd, so I would love to go to, I don't know, some kind of bookstore or a coffee shop or, what is it, escape room experience? Have you, like, not thought about these places or, like, these popular locations where they make some kind of cool type of ice cream that they're
0: trademarked for? No, the only <laughs> the only day as a first date that I would think of is a theme park. Really just that's that's your like perfect first date <laughs> <laughs>
1: expectation. Yeah. Because I love <laughs> No, I love... mean I I I get it in a way, but I, I also don't get it. Like how, how is that gonna help you get to know somebody well? What is that gonna tell you? I mean, I I get it. Like, if if you're dealing with somebody moody who's not into it, you're like, okay, well, we're not meshing well together because this isn't a fun experience.
0: But say you are meshing well because they are having a good experience and everything, then the conversations while waiting for the ride can end up being like a deeply meaningful one. So say, for example, we were to go to Six Flags which tends to be connected with the Warner Brothers studio. They tend to have characters of the Warner Brothers studios. You can talk about past TV shows that were really significant to you. If you went to Disneyland, then you have a wide variety of different films to discuss as far as that goes. And why they kind of have an impact on you or on your life or why you dislike them. And then from there, the conversations can stem a little bit more to like family. Like, would you want your family to watch Disney movies? Would you want your family to watch foreign shows? That kind of stuff. Again, I'm connecting this to a theme park. but there's-
1: Right, but what I'm trying to say is, I don't know. I feel like in the first date, you need to get some things
0: out of it. And are these really things that you want to get out of it? The things that you want to get out of it is more like, can you have the patience to wait in line in the heat? No, the answer is no.
1: I can already tell you before you finish that (laughs) statement question or point comment. No.
0: (laughs) Okay. There has been dates in the bowling alley, where you can find out if someone's competitive. But that's kind of awkward. Because you're literally yelling you're at each other. Yelling at if each other. Like in it's like cosmic s- bowling. <laughs> yeah. Literally yelling at each other. Because the music tends to be loud. And then there's literally a heavy ball being thrown. Or rolled into pins. And that loudness can get to you. And then you can't really fully see the person either. Because sometimes the lighting in there is not the greatest There's museum dates, but I'm not really, like, I'll go to the museum, but I'm not interested in that as far as the first date goes. Bookstores, yeah, but just how much would you get out of a bookstore date in a sense, like, oh, which one's your favorite book? And then if you're a book nerd like me, you will spend more time looking at the books than trying to get to know the person. Coffee dates, I think that's a good thing. Like Actually, like one-on-one kind of thing.
1: I feel like a coffee date is more like not quite a first date, but like an introductory date to see if you yeah. can kind of get to know the person, maybe have
0: somebody in the corner spying on you and <laughs> to
1: make sure you don't
0: get murdered. <laughs> have you seen that video? I think there's a video where literally a person went to go spy on their best friend for their date, but they dressed up, literally looks like a woman, wore a fedora hat, I think, a trench coat, and drew a fake mustache on their face, so noticeably suspicious, used newspaper and occasionally texted their friend, What did you get to eat? I don't know, like what you doing. And the friend would look at the phone during the date and say, like, Where are you? And like, I-, I see you it's like, it's being super creepy. I've not seen this, no. (sighs) I'll need. i send it to you. I'll find it. I'll find it. I have to find it for you. I don't know if it's a video or a post, actually, now that I think about it. I think it was a post.
1: Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Like, I've never really thought of, like, the perfect first date, to be honest with you. I feel like what my second date was was probably a better way of, like, probably doing a first date. So it's, like, mini golf. So I feel like that's a pretty, like, good standard date where you can just be like, okay, we're talking and playing, getting to know each other while we're playing. And if you like mini golf, then you're enjoying yourself. If you're not that into it, you're at least still talking and getting to know
0: each other. I think that's a good one. I have gone mini golfing. Sometimes I just forget what we have available to us because there's mini golfing. There's arcades. Those are yeah. fun. But then you spend more money that way, too, because you have to pay for tokens. And sometimes you don't always win a prize. And yeah, that's a little awkward. Carnivals, but some people don't like clowns or don't like certain things about carnivals. <laughs> some people don't like clowns. <laughs> <I> like <laughs> oh, we have yeah. a cousin who I think I went to a theme park with. Oh, I went to the county fair with her, and the county fairs they tend to have some rides, a bunch of things, and there was a clown just walking around. She like walk in front of me, and she would put her hand on my shoulder and like look down and not like completely avoid who looking is this? at the clowns. Who is this? I'm gonna delete this part. Yeah, here. yeah,
1: yeah. That's fine. I
0: was just wondering.
1: Oh, really? She's terrified of clowns. I was like, who is this? <laughs> I mean, I assumed, but I wasn't sure. Oh, uh, were you there with me and Simon when we spoke about going to like that adult, what is it called? Jungle gym, kind of?
0: Yes, I said I wanted to third wheel on that date Uh, because I want to just go there. I feel like Uh, that could be really fun. If you think outside of the box for a date, that's fine. Again, I've only been into relationships. I haven't dated before or after that since...
1: You know, Yeah, you didn't really date before, like, getting into relationships, which I will. I think it's best to probably, especially when you're older, just to kind of, like, not necessarily date. I don't know. The terms are weird. But I will say talking to a couple people and maybe meeting them, getting to know them in person, seeing if you vibe with people, it's easier to deduce whether you want to be with a certain person or not which is difficult to do during a pandemic because that way you really are kind of dating because you're like actually setting a time to go outside of your way to meet this person whereas when I was younger I could talk to a bunch of classmates in normal just as friends but one of them I just talked to more which is why I kind of start liking them because we have the same interests or because they understand me or whatever,
0: and then that's when a potential relationship could form. Okay, dating is an umbrella term. Going out yeah. on dates is basically what you said—getting to know someone, just casual outings, and then officially dating. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I like these terms because it's. it's ambiguous like you don't know it's like hey do you want to you go dating on a date? Like, <laughs> oh. like are you dating yeah yes. so if they ask so if they ask like, me and simon are you dating does that imply i mean obviously i know that implies dating each other but like what if they're only asking one of us it's like are you dating in general like are you dating like are you going out and seeing different people do you see what i'm saying it's like if you what <laughs>
0: Okay, if it has been asked to you, like general, you like Simon and Cindy, it means together. Like, are you guys dating? But you're you're
1: asking that if we are together, basically.
0: I don't know. I hate English. Can I just be silent? Can wasn't, I go deaf and just use sign language instead?
1: Wasn't that your language, or I mean, your um major? Wasn't wasn't English your major? <laughs>
0: So how is it that you hate English? I still hate it. I hate it in the verbal sense. I love it in the writing and reading sense.
1: Okay. Well, I feel like people need to be a little bit more specific with what they ask. So I feel like if somebody wants to ask if somebody is quote unquote dating, whether or not they are together, why not just ask that? Are you guys together? Are you guys in a relationship? Rather than are you dating
0: i'm just gonna throw this out there some people are not that smart
1: yeah i know that and then I, I don't know like i feel like if if somebody asks you right now are you dating
0: you're not dating anybody exclusively but you might be talking to people so how do you answer that i would say i'm not seeing anyone why are you asking
1: <laughs> no, no no but i'm being serious like right now clearly you're not but like what if you were
0: how how how, i I, like i don't get it (laughs) english why what (laughs) people are not gonna explicitly say are you dating they're gonna say are you single the only time that are you dating is implied is usually in a couple okay or someone would say are you seeing anyone if you happen to be out and about on your own Okay, so then I'm going to go over here like,
1: okay, I'm looking at you. Does that imply I am seeing you?
0: You don't need to go in the literal sense. Well, I mean, I don't know which way they're asking. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, I give up on explaining the terms of dating. You are in a relationship. You are seeing someone. You are together with someone. You are, I don't know, your second half. I don't know. You are courting somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the term applies, but okay. Okay, somebody is courting you. I don't think that term applies either. <laughs> it does apply. Courting is just basically trying to win somebody over so that way they can ask for your hand in marriage. Who knows if that will ever happen, if that will happen, when it will happen. I don't know. But
1: I I know we're going to end the podcast soon. But I think there are a couple things I wanted to like mention or remember to talk about next time, now that it's off the top of my head. But talk about encounters. I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast before, how, for whatever reason, women tend to be more approached by men. Have we spoken about this before? I, I kind of want want to a little bit. I want to see if you've had encounters. We've talked about how you you've had encounters, and you're just stuck in a situation, but it's not usually in regards to, like not
0: romantically. I'm assuming. Yes,
1: it's not like in, um, like they're interested in you for a relationship.
0: I will say right now. If I had been approached, I probably didn't even realize it because I'm so oblivious to some things. (laughs) No, but some people are so forward. I think I've had one forward one, but probably in high school. Moving on.
1: I mean, we're going to talk about this eventually. Well, you can do the ending. I'm going to mute myself
0: so I can write it down. We have so many ideas for probably future episodes. Will it be the next one? Probably not. But that is all for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening to a Playful Escape podcast. A podcast where two sisters just have really weird and random tangents about love. At least in this episode. My name is Kimberly. You all have been amazing to listen, as far as listening to us goes. Make sure you all follow us on our social media handles. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon and discord. I will provide the links for all of those in the description. If you all have any questions for us, love or not love related, or have any topics that you all want us to talk about at some point, who knows when we'll get to it, send us an email. Our email is aplayfulescape at gmail.com. Cindy, do you have any comments?
1: No, you just said the whole outro without being like, "My name is Kimberly and my name is Cindy."
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I was gonna say that, but I saw that you were slightly muted and were focused on something, so I just no, I'm not
1: muted, am I? No, I'm not muted. I'm just kind of like over here. I haven't even written anything down,
0: (laughs) but you look like you're ready to write something down. I I, it totally that's why I had to say it because it totally passes like over my head. I forgot already. Anyways, do you want to say any final comments before the episode closes? This episode was brought to you by Kimberly and Cindy.
1: <laughs> You're <Heck> welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.